Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Aram Consultants Podcast. I presume you're doing well on this first day of August 2020. I don't know whether where you are, it's cold and chilly like where I am. You can see I've been forced to put on a few more, you know, cardigan and all. Or whether it's sunny, you're somewhere in the beach enjoying yourself. Wherever you are, Karibuni Sana. We are very excited about today's podcast. As you remember, last week we had a wonderful session. The part one of the topic managing recruitment and selection. And it the, the session was off the charts. Yeah, it was it was hot, it was lively. We got tremendous comments, and uh, some of them we we actually thought it's important to invite our guests back, our guests back today. And I would like to introduce them. We have Zipora Kuria, uh, HR consultants here, uh, HR partner here at, at Aurum Consultants. And we have Martha Thuku, who was also with us here last week. And Martha, for those who don't know her, she's uh, she's been in the corporate space, especially in the HR space, for the last 10, 15 years as a HR practitioner. And last week, she sent our our podcast ablaze with some of the insights that she gave us and we were so excited we decided Martha has to come back. Martha Karibu, Zipi Karibu. Thank you. Yes. Now, one of the questions we got from some of our listeners uh, was on the issue of, in, the, in this issue of uh, recruitment and selection was a very good question that uh, as you remember, ladies, we were forced to sit and think about it afterwards. And we were asked, is it proper to use Zoom as an interview tool, especially during this pandemic season? As you know, we are unable to, to, to you know, many companies are unable to bring people into you know, a physical room, several of you seated, facing an interviewee, and, you know, and, and you know, having questions obviously because of issues to do with social distancing and all that. So uh, let me start with you, Zippy. What do you think? Is it proper to use Zoom as an instrument for interviewing uh, during this particular season? Thank you, Anthony. Good morning, our viewers. Um, this is a very good question, and especially during this season where most of us are having to work away from the office. And yes, it's proper to have interviews uh, on Zoom. And I think it's high time organizations actually adapted to doing uh, things using technology. It's no longer the old times where interviews had to be done face to face. And this is something that has been done world over where interviews are actually done online. And you know, candidates get to actually meet um, the people in the organization in the, last, uh, in the last meeting, so to speak, when they are about to just get engaged. So interviewing online is something that as organizations we need to adapt and we need to start using technology uh, to recruit people. And, yeah. and if I may add, uh, uh, Tony, um, yeah. what I think is that the way the world is going, we cannot uh, just do things same anymore. Even if COVID cleared, for me, I feel like uh, you were able to reach 
to do more when you can interview someone. Imagine someone like uh, you have a job in Nairobi and that person is in Mombasa. Sure. And then they have to travel all the way to come to your office yes. to do the interview. And then maybe they don't get the job. They spent their bus fare. They spent their time. Mm. So for me, online interviewing, and it's not even Zoom. We have various uh, platforms where yes. I work. We use Teams, yes. which is very good. So mm. I think it should be the new normal that we don't have really to make uh, people travel all the way to come for interviews. Mm -hmm. So if we can just adopt this as a new normal way forward, then it will be good. And then also most organizations now are cultivating the culture of uh, working from home. Yes. So we can do the interviews even when I'm in my house. Yes. Uh, the other panelist is in their house. Everyone is in their house and the candidate is wherever they are. And we can employ people that way. Thank you. Oh, wow. Now, ladies, you've raised a very pertinent issue, uh, issues of working from home, issues of doing interviews from home. And I've remembered something uh, the other day. I think one of my relatives, uh, I think it's uh, one of my brothers or something, uh, I remember him telling me about doing an interview uh, where long before COVID began, I think it was about two, three years ago, and the interview was for a position for for a position in a multinational that was based in Abidjan, Ivory Coast. And because they were selecting the people who had been invited for the interview, the interviewees were from somebody was here in Kenya, another person is in Nigeria, another person was in I think South Africa, uh, somebody else from Senegal. But they but the panel that was doing the interviews was in Abidjan, Ivory Coast. And obviously, they could not call all these people to come in. The way, Martha, you've said, issues of transport, accommodation, blah, blah, blah. So, and this was like I think, five years ago, 2015. And the interviewees were forced to be, that time, I think, people were using this, this the Skype. I think it was Skype, where the person in Kenya, South Africa, um, you know, Nigeria, Senegal, wherever, they were put, everybody had to get their their Skype call, you know, their Skype available, and they were being interviewed that way. And you can imagine some of them, there had to be interpretation, you know, French, you know, obviously English. And therefore, as you say, there is a, there is a precedent to this kind of thing. And therefore, uh, thinking of the, 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 the tools that would be used, probably, probably, Martha, you could probably, you have hinted something about the tools that are used for business people who are here. I know we, this is not a technology discussion, but you've mentioned here a few things, uh, you know, Teams and, 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 and obviously Zoom. Do you, from your experience, know any others that people use for purposes of doing interviews, which, you know, uh, companies would use for, 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 oh, sorry. I think we have lost Martha. Martha is not, she'll be back very shortly. So, when she's back, I'll probably ask that question. Now, let's go to today's... Uh, I can probably respond to that, uh, Anthony. Sure. Anthony, sorry. Allow me to respond to that as uh, mother comes back. But like you're asking, yes, there are mm -hmm. many uh, ways actually of doing this. We not only have Zoom and mm -hmm. Teams, 
We also have the option of yes. using Skype, which has been there for a very long time. And like I've said earlier, it's time for organizations to adapt or be pivot into using technology in order for them to be doing interviews um, online. And I think it's also going to be a season where candidates actually have uh, a leeway to find out is it a possibility for me to do this interview online as opposed to me traveling all the way? You've mentioned about uh, sure. having to interview for a position that is an international position. Are you going to allow a candidate mm. to travel all the way to just come and do an interview for yeah. a job probably they will not get? So as HR professionals, we mm. need to actually start thinking about technology and also make actually the interviewing process more um, easy for the candidates and less tedious for the candidates. Mm -hmm. So there are options that we can use and I think we need to actually change our way of doing it. Aha, uh -huh. thank you, thank you for that. Thank you for that. Um, to our listeners, our viewers, wherever you are, please post your questions. We are looking forward to listening to some of them. The, some of the questions we got last week were very insightful and uh, today, we want to discuss a few things in addition to what we discussed last week. For, uh, from the perspective of the interviewee, you know, we've been discussing matters from uh, a HR perspective, from an employer's perspective, from a business perspective. But we noticed last week some of the questions were coming from people who are looking for job opportunities. They may be they may be senior executives who are looking to shift to you know to other positions elsewhere and some of the questions were very insightful like for example and this is this one i'll put it as a number one and ask both of you to help us here now somebody asked what are some of the things to prepare for in an interview before final selection as in before the panelist before the company decides you are going to pick four or five people, when you're still preparing, you know, you've sent the invitations out there, people are applying, what would cause somebody to stand out in order to be called for the second part of the interview before the final candidates are, are picked out? Uh, I don't know. I think, uh, Martha, could you probably give us your insight on that? Uh, thank you so much, Tony. Uh, maybe if I had you well, uh, you're, you're yes. asking what the employer should check uh, from the candidates who have applied for a position. So if that is no, the I'm question from, the, from mm -hmm. that. Yeah, I, I, no, I, was asking, I was asking if I'm, uh, I'm an applicant, I've applied for a job, um, I've sent my application and I know there will be the, my, what would cause my application to stand out, for me to be picked uh, when they are doing the second selection, uh, the second selection before now they, they hire, what would cause my, my, my resume to stand out? First and foremost, uh, as, a, as a potential candidate, what, sure. what you should know is that uh, there's a lot of people who apply for positions. So you have to position yourself in a way that you can stand out. Well, as you are applying okay. that job, you must examine yes. why you are applying that job. You look at the JD that has been advertised, uh, mm -hmm. and and you and you find out that does your qualification what does your qualification say your experience and all. But in your CV, yes. 
when you are sending out your mm -hmm. CV, what should come out clear is your skills, mm -hmm. your abilities, and your competencies. At a glance, the CV could yes. be four pages. Most people don't yeah. have that time to read the whole CV. But what is capturing yeah. uh, at the at the, at the front page is more important than anything else you write. You need to put out uh -huh. clearly what your skills are as far as that job role is concerned. And maybe what you have successfully done before that would make me uh -huh. want to, 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 to read your CV further. So mm -hmm. I think that's one of the things that you can do. And I, I'd ask Zippy to contribute. Okay, okay. Uh, thank you, Martha. Uh, I think, Martha, you have put it very well. One of the things that uh, recruiters will look for, the first thing is presentation. Have you presented your CV? I see people who will present their CV in a way that, uh, you know, I will not even be interested to read that CV. The first thing when I look at the CV, the first page needs to tell me everything I need to know about this candidate your skills, your presentation, your qualification in relation to this position that has been advertised, do you meet that criteria in the first place? If I'm not able to actually pick that out from the first page, to be honest with you, I will not be able to go through reading the whole resume. So again, presentation skills uh -huh. is very critical. And what needs to come out clear, like Mother has put it, your skill sets, your qualification for this role based on the advertisement that was sent out uh, in terms of the job profile. Okay. And again, just to add, uh, wow. by the, so that's a the first uh, the first few seconds of me reading that CV will actually determine whether I will be interested in reading a bit of it to understand what it is that you can do. Okay, okay. Anthony? Okay. Now, uh, to our yes, yes, to our listeners and uh, our viewers, those of you who are looking for job interviews, you're wondering, how do these HR professionals, what is their view? Now you've heard, first and foremost, read very clearly what the job entails. If, you are, if they're asking for an accountant, if they're asking for an engineer, if they're asking for somebody who is a marketer, first of all, look at the resume, what is it saying? And then from there, tailor your CV according to that requirement, <laughs> issues to do with the CV, even if you have studied from here to Harvard, compress all that within two, three pages. And then the first page is very key. And uh, I can tell you, although I'm not a HR expert, I've viewed a few CVs. And uh, I remember telling my partner Zipporah that there's some CVs that come, you look at it, the first page, you're thinking, okay, this one, was it prepared by somebody who has done a degree or was it done by somebody who dropped out in class four? Because everything is like, you know, things are not orderly and structured. But if your CV is, first of all, it's orderly, it has good presentation, and then you're answering the question that was asked. We want, a, we want somebody qualified in this particular skill set. Have you prepared that on your first page? If not, then... I can assure you it will be tossed aside at waste. Now, uh, our viewers keep sending your, your comments. We would love to hear from them. This is something very, very practical. Issues to do with how do you put your food into the door. Now, in relation to that, 
let's say now I've been invited. I've been told, Anthony Kuria, good enough, come over. Uh, we consider we would like to see you. Now, uh, as a potential candidate invited for an interview, beyond bringing a well-prepared CV, what else should I do? I don't know whether... So I think now we are, you want us to discuss about the interview day? <laughs> yes, yes. Now tell me, I've put, I have sent you my CV, uh, the HR has looked at it, and they think, okay, let's see whether this person meets our criteria. You have invited me to come. Now I am on my way coming. I have entered. Now, when I enter that room, what is it that would make me to stand out now that I've presented myself either personally or virtually? Now, let's, because now virtual has come in, what is it that I should do now once I get into the interview room? Okay, maybe for, for the candidate, the tips I can give would start from the day before the, you, you turn up for an interview. Sure. First and foremost, it is very important that you you look at the 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 JD, you read yes. it again of the advert, and then you you study your JD because every yes. question you'll be asked will be in relation to what you have told the organization about you, and they will yes. only know you at that point through your your CV. So make sure that you study your CV very well. The other mm -hmm. thing that you need to do is research about the organization. Uh -huh. Don't just turn up. You know, yes. like you can ask someone to tell you a bit of what they know about the organization. Mm -hmm. And they just say, I know, I know you are a bank. And, and you know, we already know we are a bank. <laughs> so yes. that means you did not do your background work. Uh -huh. and, and then for that makes uh, I, uh, an interviewer feel like you are you are not even interested. You have come to that job casually. Mm -hmm. Then <laughs> the other thing you you do is the night before ensure you sleep early, mm -hmm. so so that when you wake up you don't have puffs, puffs on your on your eyes, mm -hmm. and your mind will wake up very clear. Yes. Then. The day of the interview, please don't be late. <laughs> you know, <laughs> let's say it's these interviews of turning up like people used to turn up before COVID. Yeah. There's a lot of jam, especially in Nairobi. Yes. So knowing about that, what time should you leave for you not? You'd rather reach early yes. than keep texting, I'm stuck in the jam. Please don't be late. Mm -hmm. and, and, and then when... when when you get to the interview, even when you are dressing, check how you are dressing. Mm -hmm. uh, that's that also speaks. Yeah, there are some there are some interviewers who are attracted by your first appearance, physical appearance. Mm -hmm. yes. So physical appearance is very important because yes. it speaks to the to the people to the interviewers even before you open your mouth. So okay. check your dressing, uh, mm -hmm. and and and. Then we have said yeah, don't. Yes. And uh, then when you enter in the interview, you yes. you you don't be casual. Don't greet mm. people casually. Don't just mm. take a seat and sit down. <laughs> Please wait to be offered. <laughs> uh, so my my take is 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 your overall demeanor. 
that really is very attractive and zippy pants and add. Yeah. Uh, th thank you, Martha. I think that those are very good pointers. An interview does not just begin on the day for the interview, but it begins way prior. And like Martha said, it's very critical for you to research on the organization. Don't show up and like Martha said, say, you are a bank. We already know we are a bank. Tell us something more about what we do as an organization to show that you have interest in working for this organization. The other thing is when you as a candidate uh, report uh, for the interview, number one, make sure you actually report way earlier. Make sure you take your potty break and make sure you, you are relaxed because you don't know whether this interview will take 30 minutes, one hour or two hours. So assume you're going to be there for two hours. You don't want to start excusing yourself to go for a potty break in the middle of an interview. So make sure you're well prepared actually and you're relaxed before the interview begins. The other thing is when you get into the interview room, and you know you have been greeted, you've been shown, you know where to sit, relax. I always say an interview is supposed to be a conversation. In as much as you're being interviewed to get into this job, remember, if you are relaxed, you're going to be able to be more natural, you're going to be able to perform well. If you are tense, then chances are you'll be asked questions and you'll not be able to respond to the candidate to be relaxed. Then be yourself, don't give information that is not accurate. Again, you have to remember, for us to, in, to, in, to invite you for an interview, we've actually reviewed your CV. Mm. So a lot of questions actually are going to come from your CV, okay? Yes. So if you don't understand what is in your CV in the first place, you're going to be asked questions and you're not going to be, respond, be able to respond to them. So understand what is it in, you are putting in your CV, and again, make sure whatever you are putting in your CV is accurate. Because you have to rem remember again, we will actually do background checks. So if you tell us information that is not accurate, you will be caught and you will lose that opportunity. Okay. Mm -hmm. Other thing that I will mention again, you, you don't know who you're meeting in that uh, interview panel. So mm -hmm. again, if you are a lady, don't overdress or underdress. Don't overdo your makeup. Don't use colognes that are too strong. Or some these are some of things that might put off your interviewers and might actually make you lose an opportunity. So again, try and be as modest as you can because you're meeting people you're not familiar with. So be respectable in the way you present yourself. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Those are solid points that uh, are being tackled here. Answers. If you're an, if you're an, you're listening to this podcast or watching us. As you, as you can see, we are having very solid points coming in. Dress well, go early, go for potty break before you begin this thing, do your research, you know, come, you know, don't overdo it. I know we've been in, I've been, part, I've participated in, I've been both ends. I've been an interviewer and an interviewee. And I remember one time as an interview, interviewer, we got a few candidates coming in, you know, we are HR consultants. And I remember this one particular gentleman, two, actually a gentleman and a lady. I, I remember laughing to myself. The lady came in, she was spelling Christian Dior. I mean, you could just tell <laughs> the trail of her perfume smelled from the door to, you know. And if I thought, I, this one, I think she was going to a beauty pageant, not to an interview. On the other hand, a gentleman walked in. And the natural order was very <laughs> prominent. <laughs> the natural order was very prominent, unfortunately. And therefore, the CV was looking good. But, uh, you know, that is what stuck in my head. You know, dude, uh, you know, 
you could have done something, you know, with you know, with all that. So, as 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 an, if you are looking for a job and you're looking the best way to score your points, take care of the way you look, take care of your CV, prepare well, know what the company is doing, and come refreshed and ready, so that by the time you're seated in front of us, you're looking good, your CV is looking good, you've given yourself a very a very, you know, a very big advantage in consideration. Now, we appreciate the comments that are coming in. Thank you, Lilian Wamboi. Thank you for your comment concerning the Google Hangout, that indeed it is a good platform to use for purposes of virtual meetings. Keep your, keep your questions coming. We would love your questions and uh, views coming. We would really appreciate them. Now, what happened now, the next question is, uh, people would want to know, as HR professionals, for you ladies, what exactly happens in an interview room? They would want to know, they are seated in, they are seated in front of you, and you are seated at the back, looking at them, looking serious and intimidating. So what happens there? What is it that they would want to understand uh, that scores them, you know, some points uh, while they are seated in front of you? Okay, Tony. Uh, what I would say is that uh, the candidates will know that we have already prepared for you to come. And there are so much that goes on to prepare for an interview. Yeah. We have prepared the room. We, mm -hmm. have, we have made sure the room has the, the, the correct atmosphere <laughs> for you mm -hmm. so that you don't shake. Yeah. We have uh, maybe gone through with the panel, uh, discussed mm -hmm. many things, and who will ask which question. Mm -hmm. All those things we have discussed before you come. Mm -hmm. And the most important thing to know is that we are waiting for you. So you uh -huh. do not just turn up. You are our guest, and we want to you to have the best experience. Mm -hmm. So you should not fear. You know, some interviews I've gone to, you will find especially one panelist, their, their face is so hard. So <laughs> I tend not to concentrate on that person because mm -hmm. even the question they ask, their questions, they look, okay, I don't know whether other people have experienced this, but I find that person, there's always one person who has a hard face asking the wrong questions that I'm not able to answer properly. Mm -hmm. But I think that just fear and anxiety uh I, I have to keep reminding myself this is a discussion but also mm -hmm. then it's also a competition so yes. it's 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 just the most important for you to know that there was 1000 cvs mm -hmm. that we 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 chose you through some 1000 cvs so you can mm -hmm. imagine the probability of you being being identified in a number of cvs so that should maybe like lift you up and say, then I must be very good because then exactly. if we had, if there were 1000 CVs and they called me, then it means mm -hmm. I'm good. And so you just be yourself, yes. present what you have. You present to us what you have. Let us know what you can offer. And, mm -hmm. and, 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 and let nature take its course after that. Thank you. Thank you, Martha. Uh, Zippy, probably you could tell us your view. 
Uh, thank you, Mother, for those comments. I think they are very important. And for HR managers, for interviewers, I think it's very important for us to note it's uh, important to get the candidate to feel comfortable, to feel welcomed, and not actually intimidate that candidate. Sometimes, like Mother has said, there are those interviewers who will throw questions to you just to intimidate you. And really, that is not should not be the purpose because for this candidate to have actually qualified to get to the interview room, it actually shows they have something that they have to offer. So this is an opportunity for us as interviewers to get to understand this candidate better and to understand whether they might be able to suit in this position. So I keep on saying interview is a conversation and it's a conversation to get to know the candidate much better. Again, as interviewers, when that candidate has shown up, you know, you know, make some jokes, don't make it look so boardroom and so serious that the candidate feels intimidated. Yeah, the other thing is, um, as a candidate, you know, when questions have been thrown to you, listen keen, keenly, listen to understand what is it that the interviewer is asking. A lot of candidates, again, miss out to hear what is being asked and they end up answering irrelevant questions. And again, that will put off the interviewers and they might decide not to continue with that interview. So listen keenly and respond appropriately. Again, if you are able to give examples to your responses, that helps a lot. Identify, you know, this question that has been asked, you know, is there something that I can relate to? Is there an example that I can give that would validate my response to the questions that have been asked? Again, if you don't know an answer, don't, don't try and fumble around it. You know, there's nothing wrong with saying, I honestly um, don't have the right response to this question. If you can try to respond to it, try. If you don't know the answer, then don't try and make yourself look uh, a bit silly. Just be, you know, be professional as you can in responding to this question. So again, there's a lot that goes in in an interview room, but it's supposed to be a conversation for you to get to understand the candidate better. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And what, Tony, like interviewers would look for, you know, there are some jobs that uh, are so maybe, let me call them kawaida, that, you know, everyone know, knows uh, A to Z of this job. Sure. So for, for, for interviewers, uh, what we look for is what is this extra mm. that you will bring to the organization. Yeah. So... You know, there's, you know, you're always looking for that different person. Mm. So as a candidate, how can you position yourself to be different from others? How can you stand out? Even if it's yeah. just with one or two scores, how can you stand out? Mm. So that yeah. you don't just answer the questions the way everyone else is answering yeah. them. That is very key. And interviewers will look for that. Because remember, usually you'll find in an interview, we have between three to five candidates. Mm -hmm. And out of those five, we want the best. And all of them actually qualify for that job. Yeah, mm -hmm. actually. So, so, someone, so you need to stand. So you need to stand. And, and you need to position you yourself that by the time you leave that place, the, inter, the interviewers are feeling, we need to recruit that person now. <laughs> so it's up to you to work very hard and get that extra that you think the other candidates will not have. Thank you. Wow, thank you, Martha. That is, that is very powerful. The issue of, here you are, you are bringing yourself into the interview room and uh, the interview the the interviewers already have know what you what you are presenting 
And if you are among four other candidates who are looking for one job, the key is how do you stand out? And one thing I want to inform our listeners, those who are both business people, uh, you know, entrepreneurs and uh, people looking for jobs, remember we are all in the same boat in the sense that as, interv as interviewers, and this is something that we also need to bring across Martha and Zippy, is that we also want to impress this person that we are interviewing that we are the best company for them to come and give their services. Okay? And at the same time, they are presenting to us that they are the best persons to come and work for us. So in a way, we are both, you know, presenting ourselves. You know, the, the company is showing the, the candidate that we are good for you to come and work. You can come and work for us. We are the best for you at this time. And the candidate is also trying to show the company that I am the best. That if you, if both of us come together, we will be the proverbial marriage made in heaven, as it were. Now, thanks for the comments, Shalin Yamori. Uh, we appreciate your comments. Thank you very much. Now, keep them coming. We'd like our listeners to keep them coming. Keep them coming. We appreciate your comments. The issues of recruitment and selection are key, are very important, especially uh, during this season when, uh, as it were, the perception of jobs are not there and any job you'll get a thousand applications plus. So what we are discussing is very uh, is something that is very pertinent. Now, uh, the final question. Uh, Anthony, before you respond to you ask the final question, let me just uh, say something about again uh, the interview room. If yes. you are a candidate and you've come for an interview, it's very important for you to actually get to know the names of the people who are interviewing you because you will need to probably uh, send a thank you note later and you need to know who interviewed you in the first place. Or you might need to ask a question and you need to know who you're directing that question to. The other thing is as a candidate, you need to actually uh, make sure you're making eye contact. Don't be the kind of a candidate who will come to an interview room and you're fidgeting, you're eating your nails, or you know, you're all over the place, you're not yeah. concentrating. So again, this will all come when you're settled, you're relaxed, and making sure you're making an eye contact with the person who is asking questions, because that will actually tell whether you are keen and you're interested in working for this organization. Mm -hmm. Okay, right. and Antonia, I wanted to add a bit of what you are saying. You see yeah. also, the candidate is looking for a job, but they also want a job in the right place. So as yeah. you are saying, also the organization, Yes. The way they even prepare for that interview is also important for the candidate. Mm -hmm. Because then, as we, we saw last time, that mm -hmm. um, employee experience starts with recruitment and selection. So yes. what the, the, um, the candidate experiences that day determines whether, if they are very good, determines whether they would want to take that job or not. So, so at the same time as you are viewing the candidate, the candidate is viewing you also. So it's also very important for the employer to put measures to make sure that the candidate gets best experience when they are entering to the interview room. They need to know that they have been waited for. You know, some of the, some of uh, employers would, would schedule interviews where everyone meets at the reception. And mm -hmm. some of those candidates could even be your boss. Mm -hmm. And then now your boss and yourself, you meet at the interview 
uh, <laughs> waiting area. So yes, some of those yes. some of those small things that people do then also makes the candidate not want to take some those jobs. Even when they enter the room, the way we greet them, have the way we 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 we, we just uh, talk to them also can yeah. dictate whether that person wants to work in such an atmosphere. So it's also important as a candidate prepares, it's also very important for the employer to, to prepare to, to do those interviews. Thank you. Mm -hmm. wow. And I think Martha, what you have said is very critical. You know, it's no longer about uh, you as the employer having an upper hand in terms of offering an employment. Employees also have a choice. I can decide I am really not interested in working in this organization because of you know the first uh, uh, the first few moments in my interaction with this organization. What actually I was presented with is not something that I really want to experience in my working um, environment. So again, candidates have a voice and they can decide. You know what? I'll go through with this interview, but I'm not interested in working in this organization. So as an organization, it's important for you to also prepare. For this candidate when the candidate shows up assuming it's a face-to-face -face interview how are they received how are they mm -hmm. welcome is there someone designated to actually welcome these candidates is there someone designated to make them feel comfortable is there someone designated to make sure they understand where the washrooms are you know or yeah. are the candidates going to get lost trying to figure out you know what am i supposed to do here so it's important as an organization to make sure you also present a professional view again there was a question about um you know, um, what makes you different uh, is what you think you should bring into the organization to make yeah. organization investment. And again, you know, these are these are things that we look out for when we are interviewing. And one of the questions that probably interviews interviewers will throw to you would be, yes. what is it that you're going to do different, or what do you think you're going to bring into the organization that other candidates will not be able to bring in? So again, it goes back to your research. Did you research about this organization? Did you research about this position? And even in your quest for getting this opportunity, what is it that you're going to do different that will make the organization better? You know, is that value you're bringing in? Or is it an issue of you're just looking for another job to put bread on your table? So as an organization, we're also looking at the value. What value are you going to add for us in the organization? Mm -hmm. Thank you, ladies. I mean, you... the. The comments you're putting here, the, the, the explanations are very important. Issues to do with what are you bringing as a company, what are you bringing as a candidate. And we want to appreciate the comments that are coming through. Mr. Ihiani Chuku Thompson, we appreciate what you've put through. You've commented on what Martha Thuku has, uh, you know, has discussed about what makes you different in what you should bring to the organization. James Wanjohi, thank you for your comments. Douglas Nyamori, thank you for your comments below there. You've seen, and Douglas has asked a very good question. Will you handle, how will you handle the generational difference, for example, between millennials and Generation X or baby boomers? Now, for, probably for some of us, we don't know what baby boomers are and Generation X. Baby boomers are our father's generation. And some of them are still there. They are now the chairman of uh, companies, you know. Then there is the Generation X, which is probably us, people who were born in the 60s and 70s. And then now there are the millennials, the people who came into the workplace when, you know, when the, the new millennium began. So I don't know, this one that Douglas has asked is uh, very interesting. I'd like to hear your opinion on it. Martha, probably <laughs> you could give us some ideas. 
So why why I'm 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 smiling is because that's a very interesting question because you'll find especially the current generation they're so different. Uh, so we are saying that you present yourself uh, in a courtesy way. You find these guys will come with their their trousers uh, that are just below. They don't mm -hmm. have belts. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And they're with hands in the pocket. Yes. But the things, how they're answering the question, you think, hey, this guy is very good. But then now you look at the presentation. And that's where the difference comes in because now we, we need to embrace diversity because mm -hmm. we have realized that uh, this generation is finding us there and also finding people older than us. So the, 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 the employment world has everyone now in the, in, in the organization. And so we must have policies on how to handle each generation because then you find you must handle differently some of these people. You can't give uh, the restrictions you have for the older generation to these new guys. They come in, they want to be taken the way they are. They don't want eight to five jobs. They don't want to be asked all those questions you are asking. They want to put their hands in the pocket so you, you can't see the mother trying to tell them how to behave. This is how yeah. they are. So it's your policies that need also to, to tweak. Your policies needs to change a mindset. It is really a complete mindset as of now, even as we bring in this generation to, to the employment. Remember now we are even having the, the 1990s uh, are done now. We will have start having 2000 born and I don't know how that will look. Yes. That's yeah, it's very interesting how it will look like. Yeah. Hmm. And I think if I can jump into that conversation, Anthony, um, I mean, we are going to have different generations in the organization. And the truth is the old generation, I mean, they have their wealth of knowledge, which is gold. But yeah. the new uh, new guys who are coming in, the generation, the, the young generation, the millennials, they also have wealth of knowledge that the old guys might not necessarily have. Look, for instance, like uh, technology. You will find the millennials are more inclined to technology while the old guys are thinking, you know what, I'm used to doing this way, uh, this thing this way, and it has worked for many years. So there's um, this importance of having uh, that integration and getting the young generation first to learn from the guys who have been in the organization for long, but also for the older ones to also learn from this new generation in the way the world is changing. Because we cannot be stuck in our old ways and say we can only do things this way. I mean, where is the middle ground? How do we match all this and make sure we have one integrated system that will work for everyone? And again, it's a tall order, but I believe with a lot of uh, you know conversation between the different generations is something that can be working. Mm. And Thank it's a you. complete it's a complete change of mindset, and um, yeah. even the way we 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 tackle the interview questions, it's so different. You can ask uh, a, a millennium a question, and they they look at you with a with a face like, ah, you're asking such a question. You know, to them, you know, they are very innovative and they are very yeah. fast in thinking. So. The, it's just a complete change of mindset for you to be able to accommodate them and then understand them because we need them. We need their innovation. We need mm. the way they can do things very fast. 
So if we change our policies, we change our mindsets, we are able to integrate the, the, the various generations together. Thank you. Thank you, Martha. Thank you, Zippy. Those are very powerful points. Issues to do with integration of generations. Because you've got to remember, the one thing that we also all have to remember, at some point, you and I were considered the generation millennial in the, in the early 90s and the early 2000s. We were the ones who were entering the job market and people were looking at us and wondering, how do we fit this into the company? You know, people mm -hmm. who were working in the 60s and 70s, whom we found still in the job market, we, mm -hmm. we were probably a kizungumkuti to them. But we, are, we appreciate the, the comments that are coming up. Jane Wanjohi, I'm sorry I mispronounced your name. You are Jane, not James. And I appreciate also your, your point that it is important for the organization to show that they are prepared to have the candidate. The interview room says a lot and the professionalism of the panel, which now brings to my question, which I wanted to finish with this question. Uh, and probably you've already answered it, but just touch a bit, just touch a bit, both Martha and Zippy. What are the do's and the don'ts for the candidate in an interview? Now you've entered, I've sat down, I have come early, I have cleared everything, I'm smelling good, you know, my CV's there. Now, now for me to, you know, to, to you know, to get, to, to put my foot in inside that job, very quickly, what are the do's and don'ts for the for the for the candidate? What should they do and what should they not do? Okay, maybe I can start by saying that uh, it's very important to be relaxed because then if you don't relax, you'll even forget your name. So <laughs> it's it's very important you be relaxed. It's very important you 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 listen to the questions carefully. It mm. is okay write it down so that you get it clear as zipora said earlier it's very important you get the names of the panelists who who you will be introduced to so that even when you are responding you are able to 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 respond to mr courier uh, from your question you ask this and this is very important to do that it's also very important that you don't uh, look or sound casual Mm -hmm. So professionalism is important. Mm -hmm. The most the most important key is you hit your your key key points. You are mm -hmm. selling yourself like you are selling a product. Mm -hmm. You yourself you are a product mm -hmm. which the people interviewing you need. Mm -hmm. So because you have done your research, you know what they need. So mm -hmm. even when you are asked to introduce yourself. The most important thing is make sure you hit those no notes of yes. what you have done before successfully. Mm -hmm. And given the opportunity, what you can offer them. Mm -hmm. from, from maybe their website that you checked, you realized ABCD and you think this is what you can do to solve that issue. Remember, everything is about demand and supply. Mm -hmm. You sell something to someone who needs it. Mm -hmm. So convince the, 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 the people the, in the panel that they need you because mm -hmm. you are able to solve this and this issue in their mm -hmm. organization. Good. Zippy? Yeah, if I can just add on to that, um, again, as a candidate, when you come into this interview, like Mother has put it very clearly, be relaxed. 
And again, ensure you're not sitting casually slouching on the chair or putting your, you know, crossing your legs or doing things that again would make the interviewers, you know, just lose interest on you. The other thing is you need to be orderly. When you're coming for an interview, you have to remember you need to carry your documentation. Again, I always find it um, very unprofessional when a candidate shows up and they're carrying the documents in a brown envelope. Make sure you are more organized. Put your documents properly in a folder so that when you're presenting them, you know, you can show you are a little bit organized, you're not disorganized, because that tells a lot about you. Again, I hear sometimes interviewers asking a question. Uh, do you have any question for us as interviewers? Remember, we've been throwing all these questions to you during the interview time. Then we get to a point where we ask whether you have any questions, and as a candidate, you say, no, I don't have any question. I think it goes back to the issue of research. Research about the organization. Get to know unless the interviewers have told you why the position is vacant. That's a very critical question for you to ask. You know, why is this position vacant? Is it, is it that it's a new position? Is it that someone left and why did they leave? What are the expectations of this position? You know, don't go blank. Have something to ask about uh, the organization when you're yeah. you're, you're presented with this uh, opportunity. Mm -hmm. And then maybe I can add that if if you did not hear the question well, it's mm -hmm. okay to ask someone to repeat the question. Uh -huh. Don't answer if you are not sure what that question asked. Mm -hmm. I, I'm I'm not. I don't think there is anyone who can penalize you for asking someone to repeat the question. Thank you. Wow, all right. Ladies, today we have hit this topic properly. Issues regarding recruitment and selection from both an employer's perspective and, an, and a prospective candidate's perspective. Because at the end of the day, both entities are trying to impress. The interviewer is hoping to get the best candidate for his company, and the interviewee who is coming in is hoping that their skills, their skill set, their character, and all that is also important. And one thing, ladies, as we close, uh, I've read this a lot in, um, in uh, you know, in HR forums and uh, other forums concerning recruitment, that some uh, with with all the the impressive uh, CV, you know, the the CV is there, it's well arranged, well, you know, with nice font. You've put your things in a folder. You've come looking good. You know, you, you've sat there. You've answered right. One of the things that every, and I would want to say this to our listeners, um, I'm sure many of them would agree with me, that at the end of the day, beyond what is written on paper, every interviewer is looking for what Martha called the extra. Issues to do with character. Issues to do with personality, issues to do with is this person the right fit for our company? Because at the end of the day, uh, you I've seen math and Martha, you can confirm this, and Zip, you can also confirm that sometimes you do select the people who do not have the the most who are not who are, who do not have the the you know the most uh, qualifications in terms of uh, academic qualifications. There's something that goes beyond just qualifications and looking good, there's that extra, the issue of character, the way it comes out. But then that one requires, uh, you know, for you, the interviewers, to be able to find a way to draw that one out. Now, uh, we appreciate all your comments. We thank you, Jane Wanjohi, 
you've asked a question concerning if um, if uh, a can what would you advise a candidate if the panel member asks a personal question that seems intrusive? <laughs> Uh, for me, I think uh, I would be, if I was a candidate, I would be very open. I would say that that is personal. I will not be able to share it in this forum. Mm -hmm. Good. <laughs> Zippy, what's your, boy? what's your view? I think Martha has put it uh, very well. If uh, as a candidate you feel it's a question that is uncomfortable for you to respond, be very diplomatic and say you feel it's a bit of a personal question that you're not comfortable to share it, uh, in that forum. Mm -hmm. But Thank again, you. be as polite as you can be. Don't come out rude. Because again, there's a way you can respond to it and it can be mm -hmm. construed that you're being rude or you're being arrogant. Aha. Wow. That is, that's, that's apt. It is short and sweet. We appreciate you, our, uh, our listeners and viewers. Thank you for the comments that you've sent us. Keep sending them on Facebook, on YouTube, on LinkedIn. We appreciate them all. Uh, you can get us on, on these forums, on uh, also on our website, www.rmconsultants.co.ke, and even on WhatsApp, on the number given at the bottom of your screen. We appreciate your comments, your views, your listening to us. And on this topic, we could continue on and on and on. There are views, I believe, there are things we can discuss about uh, from, an, from a business perspective. How do you make recruitment work for you? You know, how do you how do you select the best candidates? Even for for those seeking for jobs, we can continue also discussing more about how do you deal with millennials, for example. As a millennial, you're out there listening to us, you're wondering, do I have to look like my 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 father you know in the 1960s to get my you know to get a foot in no though you don't have to look like a 1970s guys with flared trousers and uh, and uh, afros you can still look good you can still look your age but be professional we want to thank everyone for tuning in be with us here next week same time same place we will be discussing more on pertinent issues that regards that 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 involve, um, you know, issues to do with HR and risk advisory. I would like to thank uh, Martha Thuku for coming, to, for joining us today. Thank you very much. Thank you, Zippy, for, for the uh, great uh, discussions that we've had today. Log in here next, uh, next Saturday, same time we continue with this conversation. Thank you very much. <laughs>